You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Unsettlers. America was settled. America was settled. We started on the East Coast and we moved West. And settlers settled in places and they built towns. Those towns became cities and, and we were settled. But today I want to preach a message to you. So come with me in, in the book of Genesis, 11, 31 to 32. I promise you before it's over in the, the next 15 minutes, it will, it will transform your life. This is a word in season for you. I was praying. I had a different message that I wanted to preach today. And God's like, no, this is the message for today. And I got so lit up as I was writing. I said, oh my gosh, Leanne, I got goosebumps because I'm hearing this message from heaven. And now I have the privilege of being able to give it straight to you. <laughs> So we're going to read this verse in the NIV. And if you know anything about me, I only use the translation Jesus used, the New King James. But, uh, but for, this, for this verse, the NIV, the nearly inspired version, very naughty today, I know. The NIV, New International Version, just brings this, this verse out a little bit stronger, a little bit better. So it says this, it says, Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, uh, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, And together they set out from the Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. They settled there. Everyone say settled. They settled there. Go to the next verse. Terah lived 205 years and he died in Haran. And he died in Haran. The the, the, uh, Tanuch, the Hebrew Tanuch, has the inference that before God called Abraham, God actually called his daddy. His daddy was the first one, according to the scriptures here, to be called to go and possess Canaan. We know, we know from Bible history that, that the descendants of Abraham end up in the promised land, the land of Canaan, the land flowing with milk and honey. But here at the end of the closeout of Genesis chapter 11, it says that Terah, Abraham's daddy, was called by God to leave the Ur of the Chaldeans and go to the land of Canaan. The problem was that he lost his son. His son Haran had died in this land. And so when he tried to when he tried to leave the land, he was emotionally connected to the land because of a trauma, because of a tragedy in his life. May I may I say to you that one of the reasons that we bring Mike Connell through, one of the reasons that, that we are a church that doesn't just preach a nice little homily on a Sunday, that preaches a nice little sermonette on a Sunday, is because we recognize that you can 100% be born again. You can be born again and be going to heaven. And the preaching of the gospel caused you to be born again. But Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, to preach the good news to the poor. And most pastors and most churches put a period where there's no period, there's a comma. The comma then says, and he has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. He has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted because you can be born again and going to heaven, but you can still be living with the dysfunctions of a broken heart from a trauma, from an abuse, from a situation that you experience so that you have a distrust or a mistrust towards authority. You find it difficult to submit to leadership. You, you, you find that you, you, your relationships are shallow because you were hurt or abused or you walked through a betrayal. Mum and dad got divorced. or And so that there are issues 
issues in your heart. The Bible says, above all else, guard your heart, for out of it spring the issues of life. And believe it or not, the condition of your heart sets the thermostat to the quality of your life. The condition of your heart sets the thermostat to the quality of your life. So Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news. The good news is this is what you can have in God. But then the first stop along the way to getting you there is he says, you've got to let me heal what's broken in your heart, to heal the brokenhearted. That's why we have a church that's very, very transparent. We have a church that, that is transparent. Uh, they tried to give me counsel and advice to don't be so transparent. If people see your humanity, they won't respect your divinity, Pastor. And, uh, and I just like, I care too much about people to do it some other way. I, I know that if you can learn from my mistakes, if you can learn from our battles, Leanne, my, the things that we've walked through, it can help you. Because the next line underneath that is to set uh, at liberty those who, who are oppressed. Because it's very interesting that the, a lot of the oppression in your mind, in your heart, a lot of the things that keep you from freedom is actually the condition of your heart. So you hear the gospel, he begins to heal the brokenness in your heart, the father abandonment, the abuse, the rejection, the divorce, the betrayal, whatever it is, let him, because otherwise you live oppressed. The next one says to uh, restore sight to the blind. In other words, God's, God's saying, hey, I'm gonna preach the gospel and I'm gonna heal your heart so that you're no longer oppressed so that you can see the vision that I have for you clearly. Because if you don't let me deal with these layers, you're not gonna actually have a vision for your life that is a God vision. And then it says and then to, to proclaim freedom to the captives and the, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So God wants you to live in absolute freedom abounding so that people see, wow, what is it about your life? Man, I go to a church that doesn't just preach the gospel, but they preach the gospel. They create altar call moments where I can get the healing in my heart. And I got set free. All my life I struggled with, and now I got healing and deliverance. And man, I'm telling you, I feel so free. And now that I'm so free, rather than just running to stand still, I've actually got a vision for marriage. I actually believe that marriage, I actually believe that I can prosper. I actually believe that I can be the head, not the tail above only, not beneath. I believe that God can bless me in this place. So that's what it's all about. So, so just, just to, to expedite time. So, so Tara ca cannot get past the trauma. E everything reminds him. This is where he first walked. This is where he used to sit in this field. And, and he could not get past. So, so Genesis 12 opens up with God speaking to Abraham. He says, Abraham, Abraham, get away from your father, out of your house, away from your country, and go to a land of which I will show you. And there I'll make of you a great nation. The lesson there is that where you settle is where you die. Wow. Where you settle is where you die. The Bible says that God has given each one of us the measure of faith. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If someone said to you, hey, what kind of a church is Awakened Church? It's very simple. We are a faith, hope and love church. Faith, hope and love church. Every time you walk into this house, you're going to hear a message from the Scripture that puts faith on the inside of you. Because I know the Bible says, what is it that has overcome the world? Even our faith. It is our faith that overcomes. The Bible says in Genesis 11, uh, in uh, Hebrews 11, by faith they took down giants. By faith they sacked cities. By faith they divided the promise. By faith Rahab. By faith Samson. By faith Abraham. By faith Sarah. By faith Gideon. By faith Joshua. By faith. Faith 
moves mountains. Faith creates you to live in the, the all things are possible realm of God. Jesus says what is impossible with men is possible with God. And the Bible says that no one can come to God unless they come to Him by, by faith. So we're trying to get you to be with God. And what gets you with God is faith. So we, we, want, you, we want to be a faith, hope, and love church. Hope is throwing an anchor into your future that you use to draw yourself. Hope is always in the future. Hope, hope is, is the disposition that tomorrow will be better than today. People come in, they've lost. They've, they've lost marriage, they've lost families, they've lost lives, they've lost finances, they've lost, they've lost things when they come into the house of God. So, so when you hear the gospel, it should put faith on the inside of it, but it should put hope. The Bible calls God the God of hope. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of hope. You'll find that you get a hope infusion. And then we're faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. That, that God is a God of love. So when you walk into this house, you better believe that you're going to find faith, hope, and love. Faith says this is what you can have. You can be the head, not the tail above only, not beneath. You can be blessed in the city, blessed in the country. Blessed going in, blessed going out. The, if God before you, who or what can be against you? Faith. Faith says this is what can happen. You, you don't have to settle for divorce. You don't have to settle for dysfunction. You don't have to settle for addiction. You don't have to settle for second best. You can have the very, very best. You can have a great marriage. You can have a great family. A number of years ago, I, I, I said to myself, I just thought maybe, maybe this is as good as it gets in my relationship with Leanne. I thought maybe this is as good as it gets. And, uh, and I went to the Lord and I said, God, you know, should I just, should I just kind of lower the bar and just be content that there are times where, uh, you know, she's feisty and we just disagree and we hit walls? Is that, is that just normal? And I felt the Holy Spirit say, no. He says, you don't have to settle for that. You can have more, but it will hurt you a little bit. Because you think the issue is in Leanne. He says, the actual issue is embedded in your heart and the reason you haven't weeded it is because it's protected by pain. And because human nature, we, we avoid pain, we move away from pain and we move towards pleasure. He says, so because, he says, so because of that, you haven't, but if you will let me take you into some of the pain of your dysfunctions. That's why we bring Mike Connell through. This message, Unsettler, by the, by the time I finish, you're going you're gonna to be an unsettler. You're not going to settle. They're trying to put a new, a new normal on you. They're trying to say, well, you know, even though COVID is, is, is uh, uh, basically every, every um, virus mutates. And they mutate down. They don't mutate up. They mutate down because a virus, like everything, wants to survive. And to survive, it knows if it kills its host, it doesn't survive. So every virus mutates down. That's why nearly all the people who are being tested today who are coming out positive go, wow, I don't even have any symptoms because every virus mutates down. So already you see the plates spinning where they're trying to say, well, well, the World Health Organization president came out and said, oh, well, even, even when we're through this, we still can't go back to normal because of climate change. The whole goal was climate change. They want, to, they want to vaccinate the world and you can't travel and everything because it's all about control. So, so there are agendas. When, when Leanne and I lived in New Zealand, we, we, we built a house. We went into contract with a guy who 
uh, in exchange, we, we would pay him to be the project manager and he would deliver us a house. Unfortunately, he, he project managed terribly so that he spent all of our money and we had a half finished house. And so I had to like rescue the project. Leanne was pregnant with baby two, Ash, my son, Ash. Uh, I, I was basically working at the church and then driving down, working all night and then going home, having a shower, sleeping for maybe three hours and then driving back to the work site to work before work, getting changed, driving, doing nine to five at the office and then just doing that. And I did that for a couple of months. And even then, uh, I wasn't able to get the home finished in time for Ash. And so when Ash was born, we had five days with no power, no running water. So that's why I love my, my Leanne, because she stuck with me through thick and thin. And I remember just getting the house finished, but we had this big pile of rubble out the front, big pile of rubble where, you know, the, they threw all the excess pieces of wood and excess bricks and mortar and concrete and roof tiles. And it was just a rubbish heap. And it was such an eyesore because every other house had the landscaping done and the HOA said, you've got to have the landscaping done within a year. And ours just had this big pile of rubble. And this one, one morning I'm reversing out of the driveway and I didn't realise my next door neighbour was also reversing out and he had this beautiful big black Mercedes and he owned three McDonald's franchises. And, you know, and I was reversing almost to hit his car and he had to doot doot, you know, and I'm, oh, sorry, and I apologise. And I'm looking at the dirt mound as he's driving off and I'm thinking, come on, God, what the? Like he, he, he's a flipping pagan. He doesn't even go to church. And look at his pristine yard and his fancy car. And I've got my Honda Civic with the, the, the busted CV joints. Every time I turn right, he goes, getting, 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 getting. Like, come on, God. And, you know, and, I'm, and every day, every day I would look at that, that mountain. And Jesus says, you know, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain. So in the morning as I'd leave for work, I'd, I'd say to the mountain, be removed. And I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't even look at it again. Like, and then all day I'd be like, I believe it's gone. I believe it's gone. I'm going to get home. I just see my yard. And I'd get home. Fuck, come on, God. And, you know, there it is again. And I'd do that for months and it was still there. So this one day, you know, I'm reversing, I almost hit my neighbour and then I'm having this moment with God and I'm like, come on, God, what's going on? And, uh, and he says, Jurgs, do you know why the big mountain's there? And I'm like, whoa, it's not because I'm not asking, it's not because of faith. He says, no, no. He says, because it's acceptable to you. <laughs> oh, that's rich. <laughs> Have you not heard anything I've been saying? I've been piping off, whining and complaining. He's like, oh, no, 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 I, I hear your complaint. And then God does something that only God can do. He reaches down into my heart and He just begins to unravel all, like all this tape that has thoughts on it. See, I was, I was the lowest paid pastor on our staff, but I had the nicest home in the nicest area. And so I had this, well, at least I've got a home. And so he begins to show me all of these paradigms that I had. And I realised, oh my gosh, it was acceptable. And I had to turn the car around. I went home and I grabbed Leanne's hand. I said, baby, God just spoke to me. I said, this big dirt. And she goes, I know, I'm so humiliated. I'm so embarrassed to drive in and drive out because of all the neighbours. I said, baby, it's my fault. We have this because it was acceptable to me. So I repented, I said, God, forgive me for having a second best mentality. 
God, it is no longer acceptable to live like this. I promise you, within a month, money and finance that was there in the peripheral, that was always there, it was always, I just couldn't see it because I was blinded by what I had settled for. Faith tells you what you can have, but you will not get what faith tells you, you'll get what you settle for. Faith says you can have this, but what I end up possessing is what I am willing or unwilling to settle for. My job on a Sunday is to stir your faith, to, to invoke hope, to get you filled with God's love so that you don't settle for anything less than God's very, very best. You need to understand when Jesus hung on a cross, He didn't die to give you a 90% better. He didn't die to give you a 98%. He died to give you 100% freedom, 100% deliverance, 100% forgiveness of all your sins. Not some, not most, all your sin, all your transgression. He gave you 100% right standing with the Father. Within, within a month, the finance, it was always there in the peripheral, now came into the, and we got the, the house landscaped. It was always there. I just couldn't see it because of what I settled for. In the book of Exodus, Moses goes toe to toe with Pharaoh. He goes toe to toe with Pharaoh. And it's a most powerful story because Pharaoh refuses to let the people go. So Moses goes to Pharaoh under God's obedience. So under God's direction, Moses is obedient to God. And he slams his staff down. He says, God says, thus saith the Lord, let my people go that we may go and worship. And Pharaoh says, you want me to let my slave labour class go so they can worship? These people must be idle that they're talking about worshipping. Obviously, they're not busy working, building my empire. So, you know what we're going to do? So he calls in his governors and his mayors and says, let's do this. Let's, um, let's not give them any more hay. Let them go out and get their own hay, but don't lower the quota of bricks. Keep the quota the same, but now they've got to go and get their own resources. So the people hated Moses. They, they, and so Moses was like, come on, God. And God's like, whenever it comes to an issue of worship, the devil hates worship. The devil hates worship. So as soon as, as, soon as Moses tried to bring back worship, he gets massive pushback from the state. So now he's got to turn the water into blood turns the water into blood, then he brings frogs up out of there, then lice. The magicians kept up with the first two, but they couldn't keep up after that. They couldn't reproduce after that, then flies. And then finally, finally Pharaoh says, all right, all right, all right, all right. You can, you can go and worship, but you've got to stay in the land. In other words, you've got to stay under my jurisdiction. You've got to stay under my authority. We, we will tell you the guidelines with which you can worship. 25% full, maximum 100 people, six feet apart. You can, you can, and Moses is, Moses is like, no deal, no deal. But you know what? Next plague, bam, boils break out on them. So it's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know, so the boils break out. He says, all right, all right, all right. He goes, you can, but, but don't go far. We're gonna limit the numbers. There's no singing, no worship, outdoors only. And Moses is like, no deal, no deal. Bam, next play, livestock diseased. So he says, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, but only the men can go. All right, you can go, but only the men can go. In, in other words, I want you still living under where, where your marriages and your families 
are in distress, are distraught, still in pain. And Moses like, no deal. Notice how Moses doesn't settle. So then, so then, so then next plague hits. And then, and then, the, then Pharaoh's like, all right, all right, all right. You can go, but your livestock and your cattle stay in the land. In other words, you'll leave your wealth in Egypt. Don't tithe, don't sacrifice, don't give division builders, don't bring offerings. And Moses like, no deal. We ain't going to worship God empty-handed. When we go out, we take everything out. You, you, you want to tax us, increase the taxes to pay for your, not a chance. We're going to honour the Lord with the first fruits of all our increase. Come on, we heard that somewhere today. <laughs> Moses, Moses would not settle for anything less, would not settle for anything less than, than everything, the entire deliverance and how it ultimately came was the 10th plague was the death of the firstborn. The death of the firstborn because Jesus was the death of God's firstborn. God never asks us for something He hasn't first done. Jesus is the firstborn over all creation. Jesus died on the cross, shed His blood. His blood was put on the lentils of the doorpost. What's interesting is they had to put the blood on the vertical and on the horizontal. When you put blood on the vertical and on the horizontal, what image does that bring up to you? Where the firstborn, where the Lamb of God was slain and His blood was put on the vertical and the horizontal and that was with a mighty deliverance and they came out they didn't just come out uh, man women children possessions but they came out with the the gold and the silver of the Egyptians they came out with a mighty hand now let me say this there were 10 judgments 10 judgments on Pharaoh so let me just say this there were 10 judgments that that tells me that I cannot possess what God has for me without spiritual warfare Here's the truth. Most people settle. We settle for a bad marriage or an average marriage. We settle for dysfunction. We settle for, you know, two of the kids are going for God, but one of them's, we, we, settle, for, we settle for, you know what, we, we'll probably never own a home in California, in San Diego. You know, it'd be cheaper if we lived in Wyoming, if we lived in Mississippi, if we lived in, it'd be cheaper there. And absolutely it's cheaper there, but you need to understand that God's not like, hey, listen, you know, my word only works in some places. God can prosper you and bless you right here. The Bible says His arm is not shortened that it cannot save. It's just, it's just numbers. God can do it. God can do it. You don't have to. But this is why a lot of people settle, Dr. Matt. This is why a lot of people settle. They don't settle because they're sinful. They don't settle because they're bad people. They settle because of attrition. They settle because of fatigue. They settle because of the warfare. Leanne and I, at the moment, we're watching a, a series called Yellowstone. John Dutton has all this land up in uh, Bozeman, Montana. And every day, every day, there are people trying to, to steal, people trying to take his land from him. Every day is warfare. And you can see the fatigue and it's almost like, why don't you just give it up so they can have an airport there. Why don't you just, and a lot of people, they, 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 they got no more fight in them. What I love about Awaken Church is that I have the privilege of having a powerhouse disciple who I'm so proud of called Dr. Matt Hubbard, who a decade ago, over a decade ago, 12 years ago, decides he's gonna start 
a prayer meeting at 5.30 a.m. in his house. And then it's obviously, it's, now it's at every single campus at 5.30 a.m. because he knows that there are going to be times where you don't have any more fight in you because of just the constant warfare, just the constant battle of the enemy that is so much easier just to tap out and just to settle for, you know, maybe three of my kids going for God and one backslidden. Maybe, maybe I should just lower my expectation. Maybe this is as good as it gets. Maybe my marriage is, maybe this is always. But when you come to a prayer meeting, you have a brother on your left and a brother on your right that lift up your arms, that pray with you, that stand with you, that put courage back on the inside of you. So that you say, you know what, man, I am not gonna settle for less than what God has for me. I am not gonna settle. A number of years ago, and I'll finish with this, a number of years ago, we were, we were skiing up in, um, in Mammoth and, uh, and I love people. I'm a people person. And so this person wanted to talk to me about their latest revelation. And I'm like, man, that's amazing. But I had a duty of care with my three boys and my youngest boy was Tommy and he loved skiing. And so the next one, we were on this, on this, on this run and he goes to the right while I wasn't looking. And we all were going to the left. So we get down to the, the chair left and I'm like, where the heck's Tommy? someone said, oh, he might have already gone back up. So I thought, oh, he probably beat us down. He's already on his way back. It was only four, but he could go down like a little bullet. And so I get to the top of the, the, the mount, mountain thinking is Tommy will be waiting up there and there's no Tommy. And then I'm going down. I have that sinking, I've lost my kid. Now, how many people know it takes, you know, two to raise a kid? So I call Leanne. I said, baby, baby, is Tommy with you? What? Did he go back to, to the house? What do you mean did he go? And then she says this, and you know, Leanne is a, you know, she's a minister of the gospel, <laughs> full of grace and mercy and kindness. She says, if you've lost him, I will never forgive you. Hello? Leanne? Do we get cut off? No pressure. Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine if I then, if I then went, you know, back and said, "Hey, babe, 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 come on, you're making too big a deal of it." Jordan's here. Ashes here. Meatloaf sings a song. Two out of three ain't bad. I want you. I need you. But there ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you. But don't feel sad, don't feel too out. I said, baby, come on, listen, we lost Tommy, but we can make another one. Why are you getting old? Like, I wouldn't be standing on this stage today. I'd be a dead man. Sometimes we settle. God says, this is what's possible. This is what's possible. Moses shows us that there's warfare, spiritual warfare, and you gotta get a, you gotta get a relentlessness in your spirit. But what I found is you can't do it by yourself. There's a battle where Moses has the rod of God up. And the Bible says, while his arms were extended with the rod of God in the air, Israel were defeating Amalek. But when he became weary, which we all do, and he's the anointed leader, this is the same rod that parts the Red Sea. 
The Bible says he became weary and he dropped his arms. And as he dropped his arms, Amalek prevailed over Israel. So Aaron and Hur said to Moses, 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 quickly sit on this rock. And he sat on a rock. And then they held his arms up, one on either side. They held his arms up. The Bible says they held his arms up till the sun went down and Israel completely demolished Amalek. See, that's Tuesday morning. That's Thursday morning with the ladies. Don't let, don't, don't settle for less because of attrition. Don't settle for less because you become battle weary. Don't settle for less because the warfare is relentless. The devil is attacking, trying to steal Yellowstone every day. He's trying to, he's trying to take from me every day. He's warring in my mind. He's warring in my soul. Don't, don't settle for less. Get, get to the prayer. Get people around you. Get into church where people can stand with you because what God has for you is too great. Faith says this is what's possible, but I will end up with what I settle for. God has called you to be an unsettler. I'm out of time. I need you to stand to your feet. I've gone way over and Dr. Matt may not ever invite me back and I don't want that to happen. Would you lift your hands to heaven? Come on, if you receive that word, would you just give God a, just a praise? Come on, would you give Him a praise? Say these words, say these words out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I choose today to be an unsettler. I refuse to settle for anything less than your best. When you died on the cross, you stripped away all the power of the enemy. You broke down every dividing wall between me and my Father, between me and my Heavenly Father, between me and all the blessings. I declare today the blessing of God, the favour of God, the goodness of God flows towards my life. I will not settle for anything less in Jesus' Name. Amen. Come on, one more time. Give God a praise. Give Him a praise. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.